Lead and Be Legendary presents A Name Tag is Necessary. All right. Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of A Name Tag is Necessary. I'm your host, Name Tag Alexander. The website is nametagalexander.com, or you can simply go to leadandbelegendary.net to where you can purchase merch. You could uh, purchase, of course, some music, stream it wherever, however you can get to it. And the podcast is there as well. But obviously, if you got the streaming apps, you can get it on Apple Podcasts, uh, Spotify. Uh, where else? Where else do we have it at? Uh, Radio Public. And I do believe iHeartRadio as well. But anyway, we're going to get right into it. We're not going to waste time. For those of y'all familiar with, with my journey in music, um, you know, like I've been I've been getting more so into sync licensing or whatever and so i think this episode is very important i've done episodes like this in the past however i do feel like this episode specifically is important because we're also talking about a composer or producer that's involved in this more so like i've discussed it with with uh, rappers for the most part mm-hmm. um or just like you know we have music supervisors more so that i've had on my podcast in the past um, but this time around like i say we have a pro- i'm gonna say composer you know what i mean because I've, I've heard the word <laughs> So we just gonna jump right into it. Nelson K. Johnson, what's what's going on, man? Talk Yo, to the people. What's up? What's up, man? Thank you for having me. Definitely appreciate it. What's up to everybody out there? My name is Nelson K. Johnson, and I'm a music producer, composer for film and TV. Um, yeah, and in lieu of that, I teach others how to get their music on film and TV as well, as far as things like music structure, different strategies. Which is why I call myself and they call me the sync licensing strategist because you got to think outside the box sometimes. And on my journey specifically, I had to think outside the box a lot. And so I said, yo, I got to, you know, it's got a nice little ring to it, you know. So that's yeah. how I became the sync licensing strategist. Um, so I share a lot of tips and tricks on social media as well as through private coaches and things like that. But at the heart of everything, you know, I am a music producer. I'm a songwriter. Um, at one point in my life, I was a rapper, you know. Okay. Um, and <laughs> okay. I, so I think we all started out that way. Sometimes, you know, you start making beats, and then I'm like, yeah, then I really feel in my beats. So I'm just going to rap on them. Let me right try this out. Yeah. So yeah. I, I, I did the mixtape thing and albums, um, did shows. And fast forward years later, um, God's been a blessing and it just circle back around. And so I write those songs and do those raps for TV shows. So listen, that's how it came about. Yo, man, we're going to talk about it. So yeah, before we get into it, I, I pretty much do this thing now that I'm trying out more so on the podcast where it's, it's pretty much an icebreaker. And um, as you know, I reached out to you prior to and was like, yo, I, I need you to send me. I need you to send me some joints <laughs> of of some songs to where. I said to uh, send me some songs to where you would gather six songs that are important to you. If, if you had to build a playlist and I would say that these are the songs that you're stuck for, for the next six months or stuck with for the next six months. So um, those particular songs, we started out with um, Marvin Sapp never yeah. would have made it. <laughs> yes. Um, why is that song important to you specifically? And why would you have that on your playlist that you have to live with for six months? Man, that song is on my playlist and I picked it first because the whole song is literally just saying, you know, without God, you know, I never would have made it to where I am now. Um, And I look back at every other point in my life. So um, as you know, like 
at each point of your life, you know, you always end up in a different, um, you know, in a, in a different story, at a different storyline or something yeah. like that, right? You can say, so at each point in my life, you know, from, you know, even being younger, you know, because we all go through things, right? So yeah. being younger, and I just reflect sometimes, you know, especially when, you know, I, I have a win, right? So when I first started getting placements on film and TV, I would just look back and like, man, I remember when I was trying to like, like sell beats or something and nobody yeah. would buy my beats. But I, I look back like, man, look how, look how far I've come. But none of that would be possible without God. You know what I mean? Exactly. And it relates to things, even um, like car accidents. You know, I've been in a couple of car accidents, you know what I mean? A couple. And you hear, uh, so I'll say like two, so not a bunch <laughs> about two. Right. And um, I'm here, you know what I mean? And it's all thanks to God. I will have never gotten to this point in my life without him, you know, uh, even on the days when I skip praying or the times I didn't go to church or the times where I didn't have faith or all these things that I, that makes me feel like I'm not deserving, you know, like, mm-hmm. yo, I'm still here and I'm still thriving. And that's, I mean, well, that's my hoodie, you know, you gotta like stop sleeping on God, Dope. you know what I mean? Because Dope definitely it's just this is a journey so that's why i chose that song and and and, and my respect he can sing he can sing real good yeah. you know what i mean and he so, comes out the gate with the, with yeah, the vocals ex- you know what I'm saying? exactly <laughs> he comes out the gate and again just anytime i'm in a car you know it's, it's always on my playlist it's always a go-to so Word. that's a song that really um relates to me growing up in church and everything as well uh, my mom used to play it in her little blue car that ain't really work on the way to church yeah. <laughs> you know what i mean but we but so in that church though you know what i mean and you said your mom so that transitions me to the next song which i had on the list tupac classic record dear mama oh man all right so the story behind that and why that's important to me is because that was get this that was the first rap song i ever heard in my whole entire life like uh, the very first rap song right interesting um it's crazy because, <laughs> because uh and I, i'm i gotta i gotta say this for for context so you guys understand right uh, um i was with my grandmother right and um just playing in the backyard with my friend Derek. you know um, he was a white kid right so we playing in the backyard he's like yo you want to go uh you want to go to my garage and listen to dear mama and i'm like I don't know what that is. That's like a band or something. Like, I don't know. Right. <laughs> so he's like, man, this, this, come on. So we went to the garage, man. And he turned on his song and that, that's what he turned on. He turned on dear mama. And I was Word. like, Oh my, it was like the, I don't even know, but I, it made definitely made me think about my mom, like for sure. You know what I mean? Okay. But it was just like, man, like this, this is Tupac, man. It was crazy. So I became like this huge Tupac fan. You know, I went and grabbed me the red bandana. You know, I was throwing up the West Side, like all that. And it was just crazy, man. But the song itself really resonated with me because like my mom has been there through everything. You know what I mean? Then, yeah. You know, just like God, like regardless of what it was, she had my back like all the time. And any time that I've ever felt that I couldn't, you know, translate saying like how much I love her, you know, yeah. that song kind of helped me with that. And it, it's the it one that stood to, out. Yeah. And it led me to writing a song for her as well. When I started recording myself in her living room, when she told me to be quiet, cause I was too loud. <laughs> I have my song is about you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean that real talk, you know what I mean? And so, um, 
yeah so that's that's why i chose that song that's another song that really that really sits that really sits with me very dope man so now this is not necessarily a transition so i'll just say the next song that i had on the list per se but um a very a, a super classic song i was just talking about this uh the verses mm-hmm. they had against escape uh some months ago uh but swv week yo so it's always a story behind these songs man the reason why i chose them uh that song is really kind of random, right? Uh-huh. I, I actually like the song, but uh, when I used to pick my son up from um, like the babysitter's house, right? It was about a good 40, 40 minute drive, something like that, right? Word. And I had a 90s R&B playlist. And by the time I played the playlist and by the time I picked him up, that song will always be on just because of the timing, right? Okay. So um, he was he was young at the time. So... It, it just so happens that he was maybe consciously or subconsciously like listening to the song. Uh-huh. Right? And so, and my son's, he's uh he's six, by the way, first grader, um, crazy loving kid. Um, one day, and I always bust out singing a song like I get, and like one day I did that. And then he just started singing along hey, right with up. me. Yeah. And I was Fire. like, Oh, so literally that, that became our thing. Like it literally became our thing. So in the car, I'll play it if I'm riding with him. You know, I'll just sing it around the house. We make our own renditions of it. You know what I mean? So that's one song that I will really, you know, always keep on my playlist just because that's something that him and I, uh, something that we share, you know. A Very song dope, man. Share, you know? Very dope. Now, this one is it, <laughs> ironic because I was, I, mean, I was playing this joint in the car the other day and literally just kept rewinding it because the song was so dope about this song. Mm-hmm. Uh, is because just there's they said the hook at least a thousand times <laughs> before the verse even started you know what i'm saying man, the right. beat man i feel the hitman shout out to the hitman for doing this and i feel like this one specifically uh stevie j was attached to mm-hmm. i could be wrong y'all can fact check me or whatever when y'all listen but notorious big and bone thugs and harmony notorious thugs why does the song make the list fire song the first thing is it's like a fire song, right? Yeah. Now, as we just talked about, I got into Tupac and big fan of Tupac. And around that time, you know, he had Bone Thugs and Harmony. And I became like a huge Bone fan as well. And I don't know exactly where I heard the song, but all I remember is hearing the song and just like, and, and for the record, like Biggie is like one of my like one of my favorite rappers, right? I, I always have big, definitely like got to. He gotta be in like top four top three for me you know what i mean like i, I really like his style and how um he had a couple verses that i really really love but i just like this whole style delivery and everything but when two of my favorite artists essentially like came together on a record you know what i mean it was just something that was magical to me you know it was like a, just a hard ass song you know Man. what i mean so I, I that's definitely just one of my favorites that i really like to um Kind of like balance things out when I was in the 90s R&B. Yeah. You know, then I got big and bone in there. So that's that's one of my favorite songs. Right yeah, that, that beat alone, man, is like ridiculous. I, I could have went 30 <laughs> minutes man. on that joint alone. It is crazy, man. man. Absolutely. And um, so we have, man, this takes me back to high school. Because uh, mm-hmm. I remember when this song dropped, this just was like beyond the moment. Um, Kanye West, Slow Jams. Featuring Twister and Jamie Foxx. Yeah, man. It's like same same thing, you know. um. When I started making beats, when Kanye came out with um, 
like through the wire, man, I the first thing I did was try to like start sampling. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. I, I immediately started trying to sample and I could not figure out how to do it. You know, and I was in FL studio at the time and I just could not figure out how to sample. Like I was looking everywhere. I was asking around, asking people how to sample, um, just couldn't do it. Right. But then I became a Kanye fan, of course. And that song, um, it was almost like I never expected like Jamie Foxx to appear on the song. That's just how, that's just how I felt. And I'm like, Jamie Foxx it was just so creative you know what I mean it's like you know I got a light skin friend like Kanye was just song was a vibe yeah man man. he was just saying stuff that you wouldn't normally hear somebody say yeah you know at the time so it it is like real creative to me you know what I mean and I really like the whole creating the creative aspect of the video Mm -hmm. and um you know and the song and uh Again, it took me back to it always takes me back to my high school days, like for sure, for sure. And Man. again, that was just that was just a song that I really, really liked. And I liked the 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 way that he sampled it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because the stuff that he was sampling was songs. I'm like, yo, I definitely heard this song before, but yeah, Luther. Flipped it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he flipped it so crazy. Like, how did he do it? Then I started to try to recreate it and things like that, but that's one song that sticks with me as well, you know, because it definitely brings back memories, but it's just a creative song in general. And I'm a fan of um, those artists there. Yeah, man. And, and then lastly, this was a song I wasn't familiar with until mm-hmm. I like took a listen to it, but uh, okay. I believe it was Dietrich Haddon running. Yep. Okay. That song. And as you say, you listen to it. Um, the song is basically um, how I interpret it is everybody out there has their thing and they have their dream and they have their goals and all of this. And everything that I do always circles back to God, right? That's like yeah. the, the center for me, right? For sure. And when I listened to that song or when I heard that song the first time, someone actually sent it to me, you know, because I was going through a time in my life where I was more, not necessarily like depressed or anxious or anything like that, but I just wasn't understanding my path or understanding what it was that I wanted or needed to do mm-hmm. and that song to me set and it felt good to me because it's like you like no matter what you you can't run from you know what God has planned for you. your path hence right. how I said uh, initially you know I started out making beats you know I had a hard time selling beats you know that became a struggle for me um I went through a period of time where like people really like uh the beats are like wax was like man i I can do this you know so everybody goes through periods where they you know they kind of slack on the belief in themselves you know and again my um initial plan was like yo i want to be a rapper you know i want to get on stage i had done shows in different states won Mm -hmm. contests and things like that and it was just you know, you just, you can't, you can't run from that. So when I decided like, yo, I'm just going to stop rapping because I wasn't getting feedback. Like I thought I would. Mm -hmm. Um, It was, it was just hard making that transition. So then I go through this thing where I'm like giving up, but then this song is like, yo, you can't run from that. And that proved it when I had an opportunity to do a theme song for what's like more like a title song or a segment song for growing up hip hop, you know, okay. and I co-wrote, rapped it, produced it, everything. And it's like, ah, so yeah, I'm still, I'm still a rapper. Right. But it didn't pan out with me being a rapper, being on stage, 
at a versus or nothing like that. You know, it still happened on the other side. It still happened because you just can't get away from it. You know, and yeah, they call um, it a divine intervention, I believe. Yeah, something yeah. like, and it's like you just you just can't get away from it. So that song really just stands out to me because you're gonna always feel that pressure. You know, you feel the most pressure when maybe it's sometimes something that you don't want to do perhaps or you might be nervous to do something so we tend to try to run away Mm -hmm. and that's when you start feeling this pressure and you feel the pressure because like you struggling to get away and everywhere you turn it's like gotta do the music you gotta do the podcast you gotta you gotta follow your dream you know it's like you can't go nowhere out there so that song to me is like really really important it's something that i always keep on my playlist because it helps keep me kind of motivated that very dope you know, like no no matter what you can't get away from the, the plans that god has for you and in the end all he has for you is the good so exactly you can't go wrong with that you know i agree man that and, and just to transition because you mentioned growing up hip-hop you man you got placements on just to name some of the networks bet Mm-hmm. Uh, Nickelodeon, mm-hmm. you know, what I'm saying MTV. That's one of my favorite ones. Yeah, I was gonna ask you, well, Nickelodeon, like man, yeah. that's the, <laughs> that we're talking VH1, mm-hmm. um, Netflix, and, and then most, mm-hmm. and definitely Fox. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So, like, how talk to me about what with some of these networks? Because I, I believe growing up, hip hop is we. Yes, okay. Yep. All right, now talk to me about specifically the Nickelodeon placement. What what show is All this right. specifically? Okay, so it actually wasn't a show. It was a little better. It was for a promo for a new show, right? Okay. So what was dope about that was, um, so one of the libraries that I work with, I I don't know what I was doing that day, but um, they hit me up (laughs) and this was like, yo, you got, you know, you got some music on like this promo here or something like that, right? He sent me like some screenshots. I'm like, I just like went crazy, right? Immediately went and got you know i got the wife and the kids like yo look at this you know i flick on the tv like like right away right because Mm -hmm. with it being a promo what happened is it ran across um multiple networks and ran after um it ran after certain shows so for instance uh for everybody out there who will want to know there's a platform or a website called tunesat.com. Yeah. Right. Yep. That that allows you to track or uh, it detects your placements, if you will, um, on TV. Right. So if you get something placed on BT on a show on BT and your music is uploaded there, it'll notify you. Right. So anyhow, he says tunesat um, like yep, T-U-N-E-S-A-T, T-U-N-E-S-A-T.com. Yeah, okay. Okay. Right? Um, they allow you to upload 50 tracks for free. So that way, if you know um, you have music out there in the atmosphere somewhere, mm-hmm. um, if it gets played on a TV show, it'll give you a sound they bite. They get a heads up. Like, yeah, super, super That's dope. That's fire. So um, after I got word that the music was there on a promo, um, I upload on TuneSat and like every day on the hour is telling you all type of notifications it was just detections right now i think it's after so many detections right if you don't have a paid account you have to pay to get more detections okay it got to the point where i had to pay for an account because i just want i just wanted to see how many detections in total right uh-huh. so um that was definitely like a blessing and so it, it would run like after spongebob so on a thing it would say it will look like I have music on SpongeBob or something. So that's why I was like, hold up, it's no way I have music on 
iCarly because the show the show had been on for a while. You but- said a trailer, so and then I heard also like, and I don't know how true this is, but trailers pay out more than actual like uh, a show a placement on a TV show. If I'm not mistaken, I heard the trailers so, pay out the good money. So it it depend. Like this is more so like a promo. So uh-huh. it was a promo more so. I'm saying like, hey, this new show is coming on versus where a trailer was more like a uh, it it kind of sums up what this movie or this okay show is going to be about so it was definitely a little different um but all in all it was it was like super dope because again yeah it after so spongebob would come on and then they would play that commercial or that promo for the new show right incredible and you got to see like you got spongebob i carly they had um uh king dylan i think that what what it was on um that's on Tyler Perry or something. They had a bunch uh-huh. of stuff just, and it was just crazy to see. And that was like one of my favorite placements um, because again, my kids watched Nickelodeon. So I was yeah. like, oh, I got some music on Nickelodeon. Like, come listen to this, check it out. You Dad know? is cool. Yeah. <laughs> For real, because yeah. they, they hear you making music all the time. You know, they hear you making music and it's like, oh, can you play? I'm like, oh, I'm making some music, you know, but I like to show them like, hey, I have, you know, come come look at this. This is what I was making. Motivation the other they, day. to hear yeah, that yeah. payoff. Yep. And again, like that's why one thing I like about sync licensing, the track that was actually used was a track that I had ultimately made like so long ago. You know, it always come back around. Yeah. Again, you know, it's a full circle and you just have to continue to work and keep your head up. But that Nickelodeon placement was definitely one of the highlights um, that that I landed. And I was like super uh, excited and thankful for that placement. Man, now VH1, because this show I used to watch a whole lot. Me and my lady used to watch Black Ink all the time. And I saw the video where you said you had a place on every other episode. So how did that work out? Because that's uh, what's her name. The supervisor for that, I believe, is a shout out to Liz Lawson. I think Liz Lawson. Yeah. So like, okay. Um, again, through um, a library. So a music library, for those who don't know, ultimately they're, they're a publisher. So they, mm-hmm. that's a lot of our first stops when we, um, uh, when we get into sync licensing, right? We're going to connect with a music library because they have all the connections. They know all the supervisors. They know all the production companies. They have tons of tracks and they pitch these people all the time. Yeah. Okay. So again, another library that, another library that um, I worked with, super great library. Um, I created a hip hop dramedy album, right? Okay. So dramedy is more along the lines of like that goofy kind of music that you hear when, um, you know, it, it, it kind of sounds like orchestra music, but it's like mm-hmm. super goofy, right? Then so it's, more, like, it's like a more modern version of, I don't know if you remember the old like Batman show. Where like where they do the punch and a pile, but it's more like a modern version of yeah, that. Yeah, right. So right, right, exactly. And so That's I, I always you know seen it. I was like, you know what? I'm gonna mesh it with some with some hip hop jump, like some boom bap kind of, you know, hip hop rap kind of stuff, right? So I put the idea together, got it to the library, and ne- not next thing you know, it did take some time, but almost like next thing you know, um, again I got hit up like, oh they're 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 loving this album and again i had it on tune set of course yeah and i started noticing like okay here we go one track oh here another track oh here's another track so it was like maybe like three to four i want to say like 
each episode. And I think there was about 10 episodes, if I'm not mistaken, there was about 10. Word. And I had music on um, eight out of 10 of those episodes. Man. Now, it could have been all 10, but I just, because Toonset doesn't always track accurately. Uh-huh. So I like to think that it was we all say 10, it was all, right? Man. I like to think it was all 10, <laughs> but from what I count, it was definitely, um, it was definitely eight, you know, and that was that was also a blessing as well because it was something that was like so unexpected, you know. Mm-hmm. But um, a key for everybody out there again who will want to get into licensing, what I did was I kept the same vibe on every piece of production, right? Instead of, you know, instead of having a a, a fast track and a slow track and then a hard track and a soft track, you know, everything was consistent. The vibes were consistent, which allowed them to be flexible and keep the same vibe of the show. Right. Okay. Um, And again, it was, it was just super dope. Something was totally unexpected, but uh, that's the other side, aside from the Nickelodeon, you know, that's like, something else that yeah I'm that's like all I'm like, let me ask him about this one man because yeah, i yeah. say you like every i'm like yeah I, I used to watch black ink and i just was saying the other day i said i need mm-hmm. to start watching it again because it's funny how i found myself like at first watching those shows like oh man this is so much drama and look at all this is just toxic but then at the same mm-hmm. time listening to the music that's playing and this is how my, my shout out to my brother uh black beethoven he's the first mm-hmm. person that kind of put me on to sync like no, no. probably like back in 06 maybe wow. and <laughs> yeah. so it, it got back to me subconsciously right because mm-hmm. i would watch shows and i would just be looking and in the back of my mind i was always hear him say like just pay attention to the music that's playing yeah, in the background yeah. on these shows and everything and i was just be listening i'm like I don't know who that artist is, <laughs> right? but it fit the scene so much. And let me go check this artist out. And yeah. then from that, at, at one point I was thinking like, well, this would be a good way to kind of get yourself on as artist because you get a music placement. Mm-hmm. And it's like, now people going to check for the music. And then fast forward is like, it may be from my line of like hip hop, people kind of like, oh, whatever. Yeah, that's dope. That's what's up. So then I start thinking further, like, well, shit, this is a, this a lucrative way of making money off your music. Yeah, and it, it, and it has yeah. legs because that song play that song I, I had my first placement was a song that i created from like 2011 and they didn't place <laughs> yeah. until 2016 right you know what i'm saying so yo and that and that's that's how that's how it happens man that's a great way to look at it i, I really and again that's why i really like like to spread the word about it you know for mm-hmm. everybody just like you said you you created a song in 2011 you know five years later now it's like oh man you have it on tv it's, it's yeah. a way that you can create um definitely like some passive income like for sure yep. but if somebody didn't know you then then they're going to know you now because somebody out there is going to hear the song and they're going to want to look the song up um people definitely pay people pay attention to the music but they don't know that they do yeah just imagine stripping all the music out of black ink like People are probably like, oh, you know, it was boring, <laughs> right? Because the music is another character, essentially. Yeah. Sometimes, you know what I mean. It kind of like sets the mood, sets the tone, which is, um, you know, an opportunity for us as creators. Whether you write songs, um, whether you just write hooks, whether you just make instrumentals of any genre, whatever, it's an opportunity for us mm-hmm. to, you know, remain creative and also find outlets for our music you know what i mean Mm -hmm. because there's again um there was a track on uh what was it called texas metal i Mm -hmm. think texas metal i made the track way back like 
super far back. I don't even know. Like 2010, I think it was. 2010, it was because it got placed in September of 2020, right? Mm-hmm. So kind of like you said, you did something in 2011, it took five years. You know what I mean? Yeah. I did something in 2010, took 10 years, and then now it was just on a show and they placed it a couple times. So it's like, Yeah, man. You just never, you just never know. You just don't want it to sit there on a hard drive. You, you want to get, you want people to hear it. You know. I'm glad you, you said are, that yeah. because, like, a lot of my older music when I first started, like doing solo work, like officially releasing solo work, it's probably like 2006, maybe 2007. Okay. A lot of it was sample heavy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, like I say, my brother with the bug in my ear and just started like, you, know, you need to record stuff like this. And he just so happened to be very excellent at creating music both with sample and without, without so i'm like dang man i can't place none of this but then recently i just started thinking about it i was like i, I found myself in this slump like man i i don't i ain't there to really just create nothing i don't you know i ain't ready i ain't really feeling the vibe to create nothing new yet then i started listening to a lot of my old material and i was like okay i could just take those vocals yeah <laughs> <laughs> and get beats laced around them. You know what I'm saying? Absolutely, so I'm yeah. Because hey, that's a thing with a lot of artists like in mm-hmm. that field, like where they have a lot of more sample or soul sample-based music or whatever. Their yes. whole thing is like, man, they ain't going to use that because it's a sample. Or, man, I got to create something, but I can't really. They think it's like maybe selling out for whatever reason or yeah. they can't really oh, find a vibe. Man, and I'm like, dude, yeah. I'm thinking like, just go get your old vocals and get some beats laced around it. Like something's yep. going to place, man. For- like you just put it out there in the universe it's gonna place like it's for going sure. to right and I, I truly believe that you know people ask a question a lot of times well what kind of music works best for sync licensing you know i like to say anything will work because uh what what show was i watching i was watching uh man it was it was something either on netflix or something uh-huh. something like that i don't know i was watching this show but the the song was so weird, man. But it had it had got played. It worked for you know that scene, I mean? right? It worked. It worked perfectly for that scene. And it's like the, you you never know unless you like scoring to picture. Like you never mm-hmm. know what your music is going to be right for. You know what I yeah. mean? That beat that was that got placed that was super old. I crunched it in FL Studio to to make it loud because back then I, I wasn't really in tune with like mixing and yeah. mastering and all that fancy stuff i was just like i wanted to like knock i wanted to be hard mm-hmm. i wanted to be loud so i made it loud you know what i mean and looking back on it i'm like oh i definitely could have did better on that for sure but it wasn't up to me to say that the, the beat was good it wasn't up to me to say that the beat was mixed well because the people on the other end said yo this you don't is know 100 what they're yeah, looking for they're like yo I'm, yo i like this we're going to use that and then you know it stuck so sync licensing definitely opens up another layer of confidence because now it's not so much that you know in this day and age where you're like competing with you know these big famous artists or these big famous producers. That's what I like you know, about it too. Yeah. It's like, man, you like, oh man, I'll never be able to sell out a crowd like Drake. See, I'll never, you know because like, the funny thing is the at, for every Drake in, in the, in the, in the world, like you say, that that's mainstream, whatever. And they sell mm-hmm. out these crowds. There's a Drake in sync. 
who's not exactly making <laughs> music like Drake per se, but there's artists who are like big in the sync field. I, I see them. Man. And just because of me being so involved with it and, and researching mm-hmm. it every time and then posting, like I'm, I'm doing sync management for a catalog now. Oh, and it's dope, like, dope. Yeah. and it's, and I see these artists just pop up. You know, you know how these phones are now. They, they put the ads in front of you. They put <laughs> yeah, it in front exactly. Of you. Yeah. So I see artists on the gram, sometimes on Instagram or just social media in general. And I'm like, I've never heard of this artist. And they'll post like where they've had music placed. And mm-hmm. I'm like, I watched that show. And exactly. I find myself, yep. prime example, uh, All-American, right? Mm-hmm. Um, shout out. And did, did you get a place on that? Because I feel like I saw. Uh, nope, nope, nope. I haven't had anything. Okay. Maybe one day. But okay. no, so maybe that's a sign right there. I always because think stuff is like I'm probably signs. I'm probably thinking at the same time, too, what mm-hmm. I was looking at when I was like researching your uh, doing taking the notes on you or whatever. And I'm mm-hmm. like, I'm seeing the artist. I'm like. He's placed on All American how many times? And as I'm going back and watching like season four, I'm like, well, I'll be down. That's my <laughs> right. man. So, like, because yeah. you play like a snippet of it or whatever, and I go mm-hmm. back to old seasons, like, damn, you know what I'm saying? So, it's like, you, exactly in that world, there are big mm-hmm. man, so many different lanes, especially in hip hop, that artists yeah. can tackle. And it's like, you can get so locked in to like one, like you say, running, like, you can get so locked For in real, one specific man. face. And, yeah. Is gonna get thrown in your face, like no, you could be doing this. Come you can, over here, you can like do it. You know, it's it's the opportunities are there, and the thing about it is that, um, like, again, you you you're allowed to be creative. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You're allowed to be creative. You're allowed to like really um, express yourself. Like you said, for hip hop especially, it's like one of the biggest genres in the world. Yeah, every single movie, man, I guarantee that you the the top ten movies on Netflix, I can say it's a 92% chance that you're going to hear at least some form of hip hop at least one yeah. time in every single one of those movies. Yep. You know what I mean? So you think about that. It's like, it's so many films, so many documentaries, so many shows and like hip hop music is just out there, man. So TV and f- TV film video games is always oh, going to be created. Games, man. They're always going to, they're yep. always going to need music. Mm-hmm. music period whatever right, you, genre you do they gonna need it <laughs> they gonna, so, right somebody's gonna need the music you know what i mean and you you can't get a you cannot get away from it you know because as soon as you unmarry the two it's like the music is definitely gonna live on its own like that's that's mm-hmm. for sure right but then putting it to picture you know without that music um one sec jack after that music is taken out of that picture it's just it's blank it's absolutely nothing you know, know. So, you you said before i seen you say you you post i think it was in your bio that you were a music supervisor and you mentioned it earlier too like how what was that experience like and how did you end up getting involved with that so that was like a, another another blessing like super dope one of my first shows um shout out to iris thank you very much and john and his wife everybody at siri austin entertainment thank you very much so uh, one of my first tv show opportunities um, i was just searching for like opportunities on facebook you know mm-hmm. and i came across the opportunity to uh, be an assistant composer for a new tv show so fast forward did the show went great then a couple years later um, i was presented with the opportunity to music supervise this feature film and i was uh-huh. like um okay you know what i mean but it was kind of like doubling as a composer as well like making music and um getting songs and uh things like that right so it was a real dope experience because 
it kind of opened my eyes to the responsibilities of a music supervisor. And I put that because I want people to know like, yo, that's something that I accomplished, but I'm, I'm not a music supervisor. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of people say like, oh, you know, here's my song. They kind of like try to pitch me songs. Lighten you up. You know what, I mean? I'm like, <laughs> what you think it is? <laughs> yeah. So I'm like, oh, but again, it's cool. I like listening to music, like, of course, yeah. you know, and checking it out and stuff like that. But um, that opportunity definitely opened up some doors for me. And it, it made me realize that music supervisors who actually do this for a job, they do have a hard job because Man. you have to make sure the music is clear. You have to, um, make sure people sign agreements and they mm-hmm. sign them the right way. You got to make sure that you have, is it one stop? Song. <laughs> right. Is it one stop? You have to make sure all of these things. So it's a huge responsibility, but, um, you know, it was my first crack at it and I think I did pretty well. Um, it was really dope. Like to see like my name on the screen, you know, yeah. music by Nelson K Johnson. I think they had Nelson Johnson at first. And I was like, you got to put the K in there, but you know, it had Nelson K Johnson um, and credits. Um, I got a chance to bring a couple of my friends on, which was like super dope. So it, it was, it was a really, really great experience and I really enjoyed it. And again, it gave me a deeper look into the roles and the responsibilities of everyone from the editing process to post-production um to even like the sponsors or even the actors and actresses you know and how everything comes together and how ultimately the music is literally like the glue that's going to bring yeah, all man. that hard work together you know now talk now lastly talk to me about this uh music library play-by-play guy mm-hmm. that you have up on the um, on your website nice so the music library play-by-play is a guide that I put together for anyone who's interested in getting into sync licensing. Um, again, the first stop is going to be a music library. And a lot of people, again, when they're trying to get into sync, they're just like, well, I don't know where to start. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do it. I put together that guide just to say, this is, this is how you do it. You, you're going to get with a music library. You can, you can Google it. You can do anything. But when you get with the music library, there are certain things that you have to understand, like how they work, what they're looking for most of the time, like the research. So I just put together a quick guide to kind of walk you through exactly what you need to do in five quick, easy steps, you know, easy. exactly what you need to do. Um, to prepare you to work with a music library so you can increase your chances of getting accepted and getting placed, right? Because yeah. it's not just submitting the music and then going about your business. You know, you definitely have to put in work, you have to connect the dots, things like that. So the guide is just, you know, something I put together to help everyone on their journey in regards to um, get assigned with a music library and staying signed with a music library and um, creating like a lucrative um, sync licensing career or sync licensing journey through production music, uh, working with music libraries, which ultimately leads to, um, you know, success for you and your music. And it's yeah, absolutely man. free, of course. It's absolutely free. So it's no obligation or nothing like that. It's definitely just something that you could put in your arsenal for reference. Yeah. So the see, man, and that's why I had to have you on, man, just to kind of, I need it like a lot of producers that I rock with and just mm. any producer or, or even songwriters, rappers, wh- whatever, oh, you know what I'm saying? To yep. tap into this 
And and I feel as though this episode specifically, see, because me, like they, like the people that I rock with, they know me, but it's like, mm-hmm. you know how it is when you know somebody, like, yeah. like when, you know, like they hear you kind of go in one ear and out the other. When you yeah, see yeah. somebody else, it's like from a distance that you don't know, it's like, mm-hmm. man, maybe I need to pay attention to tap into this for real. Yeah, you know what definitely. I'm saying? So they this... definitely should tap in for sure. Because again, like you mentioned, you could be a singer, rapper, songwriter. Even if you only do uh, you only do hooks, right? Yeah. Even if you only do hooks, they have um, we call it a lyrica, right? Yep. Where it's essentially just you know we might have a four bar hook, and that's mm-hmm. gonna open up the scene. That's gonna take us to a commercial. That's gonna bring us oh the next on such and such, right? You're gonna have this lyric up when they're getting out of the car, when they're walking out of the club, when it's the skyline shot over the city. You know what I mean? Producers, rappers, singers, songwriters, whether they just got hooks or no matter what it is, definitely instrumentals for sure, any genre, but you know, sync license is definitely something that you should you should look into. You know what I mean? You don't want the music just sitting there. You don't want yeah. that, you know, you do sitting on a hard drive, make something happen with it. Yeah, or, or attempt to at least you know yeah, and, and right. believe in it, be confident mm-hmm. about it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So but listen, man, I, I thank you for taking the time. Like I said, I wasn't going to keep you long, 30 minutes tops, maybe at, at minimum. You know what I'm saying? So definitely. thank you for this, man. This is necessary. Of course, a name tag is necessary. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I love it. Yeah, but, um, absolutely. But um, yeah, man, tell the people where they can find you at, specifically the website and then the socials. All right. Um, the social is 85 Productions LLC. So you spell it out all one word. You can find me there where I drop all the gems and the tips and ultimately everything you need to know about sync licensing and a little bit extra. So you can find me there and you can visit my website. It's supersyncsquad.com backslash link in bio where you will find all the links to everything related to sync licensing. Um, 85 Productions LLC on Facebook as well, but I'm definitely most active on Instagram. That's where you're going to get the bulk of the information. And of course, hit me up there. And if you got a question, you can shoot me a direct message or comment or anything like that. And I'll be sure to get back to you um, for sure. So definitely get at me on Instagram 100%. So that's where where you're going to find me at. And again, folks, the website for the merch, the music, name tag alexander.com. Or if you just prefer to go to leadingbelegendary.net, that's cool too. And I'm across all the socials. But I prefer you hit the website, but yeah, I'm on the socials too across the board. Name tag Alexander. Label presents a name tag is necessary podcast. We've done another. And that's it.